0: Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. Hello,
1: everyone. This is Casey Stubbs. We're here with a new episode of the How to Trade It podcast. And today I have a special guest. I have Shannon Bray, a candidate for the US Senate for North Carolina in 2022. He is a combat veteran an author speaker he's running on the libertarian ticket and he is a crypto expert and so today we're going to talk about cryptocurrencies with shannon bray hello shannon thanks for being on the show today
2: hey casey it's very nice being here thanks for having me yeah
1: you're welcome and it's been great meeting you we made a connection via twitter Uh, It's uh, amazing in today's world that you can connect on social media and get these opportunities, so I'm really glad to have you on the show. Uh, So let's start out by just uh, giving me a little rundown. Give me like a 50,000-foot overview of of Shannon Bray. Tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, uh, up until a few years back, I was working in and out of federal service, worked for the DOD for a while. Um, once during the Trump administration, I got furloughed one too many times, got a little upset, wanted to run for Congress, uh, failed. Uh, but it started the, uh, the political bug in me. And then shortly after I decided to run for, uh, the U S Senate. Uh, but on top of that, um, you know, I was working as an IT consultant, kind of building up my own customer, um, over the last, uh, Many years, but during COVID, a lot of that kind of shut down and it made me kind of force uh, to find new ways to make income. So then I went back to day trading, which I had done for a little bit. And then uh, that kind of just went straight into crypto. And um, by and large, I just started putting more and more of my efforts into the crypto market. And, uh, you know, a year later, it's been, It's definitely been an interesting ride. Um, So that, you know, now I'm kind of a retired working in the crypto space, but also, you know, running uh, for a federal government position to, by and large, help the crypto space.
1: So um, interesting here. Uh, So you just recently got into crypto. Uh, About when did you get involved and what was it that made you really interested in it?
2: Well, when Bitcoin first came out, I got involved, but it, it never really seemed like it was going to do anything for me. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't see it, right? It was just code. And, uh, at that time, I just thought that if anything would grow to be a threat to the US dollar, the federal government would have squashed it. So I was just thinking that any money at that time, would just kind of be a waste. Um several years ago in 2018, I had put a little money in in some and just kind of forgot about it. Uh and then it had turned into uh a pretty good little nest egg that I used to kind of roll into other cryptos. Um it was at the beginning of last year in 2021 when everybody started staying home um that you know i started really putting most of my focus uh into the crypto market and was trying to apply a lot of the same rules from day trading to to crypto cuz a good day for me in day trading was what i thought was a good day would soon be superseded by 10 times in in the crypto world um that never turns off and always going and Sorry, I think I probably went rambling there, um, just kind of chasing things in my head. Um, But, you know, that's kind of where we are now, um, to where everything I do on a daily basis is dedicated to the crypto space. So
1: uh, when you say crypto, are you uh, a proponent of Bitcoin or do you look at other
2: uh, coins and tokens as well? I am not a Bitcoin maxi. Uh, I understand their perspective and where they come from. And Bitcoin's uh, very important in the entire ecosystem. Um, But I like a lot of the utility coins, the meme coins. Um, You know, there's a... um, Now, some of it you keep for for long-term and you know it's going to prosper. Some of it's more of you're trying to do it as a swing trade. Um, But it gets real easy to get into some of these meme coins because they're kind of like the, the penny stocks. Right. But, but here, there's so much volume and stuff that you uh, it could potentially drive the price e- or uh, exponential, which is what happened to SHIB about, you know, starting this time of year last year uh, you know, when it jumped up a thousand times in just uh, a matter of weeks.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you about that here in a little bit, but I want to kind of dial in on, let's just first talk about Bitcoin and then I want to go to the other coins. So when Bitcoin first came out, it was the original crypto coin, as far as I understand, the original digital coin. What makes that superior to uh, what they
2: call fiat currency? Well, the, what makes it superior is if you take fiat currency and you go to Mexico, you can't have that much cash on you, right? Um, they will They will assume that you're trying to buy drugs or whatever. So any other country you try to travel with that kind of money, or let's just say you have someone in another state that you need to get money to right away. Um, just doing that can cost more than the money you're even trying to send. And now when you bring the entire world into play. Knowing that I can take $10 and get it to the Philippines in 10 minutes or less is pretty strong as opposed to going to find Western Union and trying to do it digitally. Fiat doesn't even show up uh, in your bank records for another three days. Everything in crypto is immediate. Well, in, in the scale of fiat.
1: I, like a bitcoin transaction takes some time. That was one of the criticisms of it is that ten, it 10 minutes. It takes some time.
2: Yeah. Instead of 3 days.
1: Right. <laughs> and and the the problem with that though is that with the 3 days um they could do it faster they just choose not to.
2: <laughs> well, and then they have all these fees in the middle and it that fiat's how they control the world. Right? But when you have countries that are much like the United States, you know, overprinting and devaluating their dollar. Um, you're, you're going to have stability issues and recessions and all of that coming up. This is where Bitcoin and stuff in the future could really kind of help.
1: Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, you mentioned something about I'm a big crypto guy too. I really like it a lot. Um, and so uh, Bitcoin too. Um There was a uh, video that was put out recently by an organization called Institute for Justice. And the video was put out on November 30th, 2021. And he was a Marine vet. And um, the Nevada Highway Patrol pulled him over. And it was just a routine traffic stop. He wasn't really even doing anything. They were just pulling him over. And so they asked him in his car. And this ties into what you said about taking cash to Mexico. They said, well, you know, the the officer asked a set of routine questions and why they do this, I don't know. But they just said, do you have in excess over $10,000 in your vehicle? And so he said, yes, I do. Um, And so he had $87,000 in his car and it was his life savings. And um, they said, well, why do you have that much money? He says, well, I don't believe in banks. And uh, they said, well, they didn't really give him a reason, but they basically confiscated his money and took it from him and they didn't have any probable cause or any reason to do so. Um, But they just took his money because he had $87,000 in cash.
2: And now their sheriff's department has a new car.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, the, the thing about that is that, um, I mean, that's an illegal seizure, but it happens all the time. Right constantly. Um, And so with crypto, if he had Bitcoin, can they do that?
2: No. So even so coming at it from a government level, right, they can put regulations on the exchanges like crypto.com, Coinbase, but you have the Uniswaps, right? So if you go into Uniswap or some of these other swaps, there's no ledger for, or there's no organization or keeping track of anything. It's just a ledger. So you're just connecting a wallet to a wallet and you're swapping. Um, and so there's no way they can stop that. Right. And so, uh, you
1: know, you as a man that's running for um, for U.S. Senate, uh, don't you think that... Um that's kind of counter to what the government believes in now, like the government's kind of pro seizing money of Mm -hmm. the individual and pro uh, limiting the freedom of an individual to do financial transactions without getting oversight from the government. So don't you think that that's kind of a negative, your views are kind of not seen well with current government legislations?
2: Yes. But the current government legislations already started seizing uh, all Bitcoin keys and all of that. In fact, they have a bank in California that is nothing but crypto keys.
1: Okay, so they can. So then, so basically, it doesn't matter if it's cash or not. You're still not protected even with crypto. As long they can just take
2: your keys. It's, <laughs> it's as long as as long as they get your. It's he who holds the keys <laughs> owns the coin. So it's uh it's wherever those keys are. You uh, don't. You definitely don't want to leave your keys sitting on your desk. Um, because then the government will have it.
1: Right. So what about in terms of the way the money works in itself? Like you look at uh, the dollar and the dollar seems to be losing value, whereas Bitcoin is gaining value. Like what is the cause of Bitcoin's epic rise? And why does that rise so much versus the dollar, which is seems to be
2: losing value? So we, we, as, as we all know, the government keeps spending more and more money every year. It doesn't even matter now if you're a Republican or a Democrat. It's who's spending less than a trillion dollars at a time. Um, So as they print more, and then you have presidents who say the United States will always pay their debt, there's only one way to do that, and that's to print more money. So they're printing more money, causing more debt, This turns into inflation, inflation goes to recession, and people get tired of watching the bank accounts equal less, right? So $100 six months ago was worth a lot more than $100 sitting in your account right now, especially if you have to go to the gas station, right? Where Bitcoin, on the other hand, whether it goes up and it's down, it's always recovered. It's going to be what not just the country, but the world is going to be more reliant on. And as your Bitcoin max, you say one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. And basically that means is I don't care what the U.S. dollar is. We know the value of Bitcoin in the future. And that's where we're putting our efforts.
1: That's true. And uh, so um, with when you say you look at their bank accounts, when people, me and you, we look at our bank accounts and we see that we have the same money in there, but that money won't purchase as much. Someone once told me that when the government uh, floods the market with dollars, that's actually a tax on the people because they're taking that money and it flooding it and they're getting what they want. They're buying the stuff they want. Uh, but then the people who are holding and being responsible for their money, they're being punished because they're now purchasing power is diminished.
2: It's kind of uh, the exact opposite of the way this market should work.
1: Right. Yeah. And that is, again, one of the benefits of, uh, of Bitcoin in itself is that, uh, you know, there's a supply and that's it. Right. They can't create additional. Is that is that accurate?
2: Uh, well, they can create uh, additional Bitcoin is able to create. That's where the mining comes in. So, the ones that have miners are creating more. The ones that uh, do not um, have like a certain amount in supply. Okay. And,
1: um, but there's a max though. There's a max amount.
2: Yes. That Bit- can do- Bitcoin is set up for to reach a max. And that's why as it gets closer to that, the value keeps going higher and higher.
1: Right now, there's been a lot of news in the markets um about crypto and some of the epic collapses that have happened um and so one of those in particular was um was it a, a stable coin and uh
2: the luna coin
1: the luna and yeah. the usdt and the anchor protocol where users were getting 20% year to date or year over year interest or maybe it was even monthly interest. I don't remember, but a lot of people ended up taking a massive, like they lost everything. Yeah. Um, there were even people that took out home equity loans, put it into that, lost that. So imagine that you took a loan out, you're paying on your house. You've got your mortgage plus your line of credit. You're paying both of those on money that you invested that doesn't exist anymore. So that's pretty devastating. Um, obviously not wise investing decisions, but I still feel for people like that. Um, but how, as a crypto you're in the crypto space and you're running as a candidate, uh, for Senate, um, how do we differentiate cryptos like that versus legitimate ones? Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend. How to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset. And you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it.
2: Wow. Um, it normally used to be an easier conversation, but Luna kind of flipped the script on that because Luna was considered, uh, one of the trust ones. And I know that there's a lot of investigations going on, um, from several different aspects on, on the owner, Duquan or whatever his name is. Cause then he tried to spin it up again as lunacy. Um, but I think ultimately that failed. Um, I would have loved to seen Luna try to recover just because of the amount of investment that people did do have in there. And it was massive. It was a massive loss. Um, I don't know how to protect people from that outside of. um, I don't know what red flags were given for anyone to have caught that, which unfortunately is, well, there, there was a vulnerability in the code that was found that I believe was exploited. Um, they should have patched that. But as soon as I would have heard about um the exploit, I would have pulled my money out
1: right. yeah. and and so um, that is one way that investors can protect themselves without looking at like a government to protect you. What is something an individual could do to avoid that kind of situation? I personally did not invest in Luna. But I was very interested and I was doing research and I considered it and I didn't end up pulling the trigger. And I don't really know why I didn't, <laughs> but I, well, I know why, because I chose some other instruments instead. But um, what can some things that some users can do, individual investors do to avoid things like that?
2: Um, well, it's great that you asked. Uh, I'm actually working on a due diligence document for the token that I work for, Blue Sparrow. Um, but because when you go into the crypto, the Twitter crypto world, which is fairly large and you start asking questions, people will say, do your own research, right? No one really knows what that means. If you're brand new, like, well, where do I start? How do I do this? Where is this token from? How much does it cost? What is gas? I mean, you have all of these questions and you have no answers. And then the people out there who are actually very quick to answer you are the scam bots, right? That will take their wallets from them. What everyone needs to do is kind of really understand what they're investing in. And it always starts with the contract. So Bitcoin has a contract. All of the tokens on the Ethereum chain have contracts. Like They all have contracts. But what you can do is read and understand the contract. And if you can't read the code, find somebody who can or find a way that it's broken down so you can kind of understand any of the weaknesses. Now, there's audits that go on a lot of these. So you have to make sure that the crypto is uh, got audited uh, at least once, but preferably by a number of different audits. Uh, You oftentimes you want to make sure the liquidity is locked. So somebody just can't take the money and run. Um, So there's a lot of different factors uh, in trying to pick the right one. Um, And if anyone has any questions on how to do that, they can reach out to me on Twitter and I'm, I'm happy to, uh, by that time I'll have a full document written up on everything that I look at. um, So it'll be like a
1: checklist um, on how to determine what to look at, like what factors to look at. Okay. And will you, you'll be sharing that um, on Twitter when you get that completed.
2: I sure will. And I'll make sure that uh, I reach out to you specifically with it.
1: Oh, fantastic. Great. Well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned that you were involved with blue sparrow Uh, that I've heard the name. I know that's another token. It's hard to keep up now with all the, the releases. And so there's so many. Um, but I've heard of it. Can you tell us a little bit more about it?
2: Yeah, this one is, uh, you know, when, when I, when I came in, I was just looking at all the different kinds of tokens around and blue sparrow got my attention because they were all about charity. Um, so I started checking them out. Uh, I met the team, I, you know, met their manager and they ultimately asked me to become their charity ambassador. So I was looking around trying to find the charities that we were going to donate the money to. Well, it ended up that we, uh, I ended up going to work with them full time. We're in the middle of building a, a school in a water tower in Kenya, Africa. We're building a school in Iran. We've got a couple other places uh, that we're sending money to. Um, so this token, not only is it beneficial for the holders, but we're able to touch uh, third-party communities that have, uh, you know, no running water and and no shelter. So uh, it's one of my passion projects. Um, you know, I'm, so now I'm working as a developer trying to help build utilities and stuff to make the token more valuable, but yet still um, be able to offer, uh, you know, the, the charities we do for the parts of the world.
1: I think that's fantastic. I absolutely love uh, that concept. Um, what, what gives the coin the ability to generate revenue and do these projects?
2: So currently, right now, as of today, we had a 5% tax on when you bought and sold, and that tax would go to the charity wallet. Uh, some would go to the dev wallet and then some would be paid back to the holders as a, uh, as a reflection. But, um, what we're doing now in the next couple days is we launching a new version and it'll only be a 1% tax. Um, uh, and then we'll use that 1% for the, the charities. And we got rid of the dev wallet. Uh, there. So all the money will be going to the charity and the holders.
1: Oh wow! So um, that's that's pretty cool. With this blue sparrow token, um, does th- is there any uh, utility use for it? Because uh, a lot of these tokens now they're saying, well, you know, it's not going to be any good if it doesn't have any utility. Mm-hmm. Is this something that's built on the ETH uh, network, and is there some utility ways that this token is being used?
2: Yes, uh, it is on. It, it is an Ethereum twenty token uh there's uh, we also have an exchange blue io which this token is the uh is the fuel for that exchange um and in addition we have uh, we have we have blue bit um every day the holders of the token are entered into a drawing and seven people a day uh get awarded 250 dollars or more in ETH. Uh, We have weekly drawings and we have monthly drawings too for just holding the token. So this encourages people to buy, hold and not sell. So the value goes up Um, yet. They most people often make more money in one of the drawings than they would just by putting money into the account. So that's some of the utility. It's got a, a draw system. It's got a charity and um and we have a full exchange along with it are you tired of feeling lost in the world of trading and investing
1: get informed and inspired with the talking trading podcast i'm louise bedford and i'll help you navigate the markets like a pro tune in each week and subscribe now At talkingtrading.com.au or on your favorite podcast app, or check out the link in the show notes. Talking Trading, this is how traders excel. Is there a limit on the number of tokens that have been created? Uh,
2: similar to some of these other uh, tokens. Um, version two will launch with the hundred thousand tokens. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll launch with a hundred million tokens.
1: Okay. And what happens to everyone that's holding version one?
2: We are just being uh, reduced from like a trillion. Would then be a hundred thousand. It's just a reduction of not the same value will exist. Uh, it'll just be with less tokens. So ah, sh- so you guys shaving. are
1: you guys are uh you're trimming the amount kind of like a uh, a refinance or whatever.
2: Yes, like, we're basically going to be worth about a dollar dollar 50.
1: It's kind of I'm like a reverse about. split in the stock market. Exactly. Okay. Oh, that that's pretty interesting. So, right now, um is this coin listed anywhere if we wanted to look at the uh the chart or the performance like is there like a lot of these coin exchanges have these uh has the blue sparrow token.
2: Yeah, it's on um uh Dex Tools, Coin Market Cap. Okay, Coin Market Cap. I'm very
1: familiar with that.
2: All right, I'll definitely check that out and uh oh goodness, we're up 48% today.
1: Wow. Huh. <laughs> I had no idea. Wow, yeah. See, that's pretty nice. Uh so what is the uh, right now? what is the current price of this
2: uh it is point zero 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 zero, zero, zero 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 one eight six four. oh wow i think i might invest a penny and get a few thousand <laughs> you could i mean you could you could li- i mean i uh that's why i got into the meme coins right you could buy like a million or uh a billion for you know, a couple hundred dollars. And, you know, if it doesn't do anything, no big deal. But what if these take off? I mean, you're talking about astronomical gains that you just can't duplicate in the stock market. So it's, it's this is exciting to me, the meme coins. I just drop a hundred or two here, there, and just kind of seed money. And if it ever takes off, I take my money back out, put it somewhere else. And if it, if it runs, then, you know, the gods were smiling upon me.
1: Yeah. I'm actually looking at the, uh, right, the current max supply is a number that I can't even fathom.
2: Yes. Uh, so like, we'll I don't be sh- even know what that is. We'll be shaving <laughs> nine zeros off of that. <laughs> wow. Wow.
1: That's pretty amazing. Okay. So it's going to go up quite a bit, but it will be proportionate to, uh, to the amount that you hold so yes. you'll you'll get it re reissued uh so what was the main reason for the decision making for doing that
2: um uh, well we've decided that uh, there was a lot of bigger investors that didn't like the five percent tax for coming in and then getting out uh it didn't re- you didn't really see it if you were just putting five or ten dollars in but if you're doing like you know five or six thousand dollars it's a big chunk Um, so in order really to kind of encourage the, the larger, um, buys, we went down to the 1% and the devs, you know, I'm one of their devs. I just kind of, I now just kind of work to help build the price of the token. If the token does well, I do well. So, you know, I'm, I'm not getting paid in fiat for it.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So uh, you mentioned earlier uh, that you were, you had looked at uh, the SHIB token as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you a holder of that?
2: I am. I'm a big fan of SHIB for a couple reasons. Well, uh, the biggest reason is I took, I don't know, about $1,200 and made over six figures in SHIB last year. Um, But other than that, the community was uh, and is still, you know, spectacular. Um, it, When I was looking at the chart, it would have been nothing I ever picked. Like when you look from a technical analysis and, but when you're on Twitter, all I heard was shib, 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 shib. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to go take a look. And I'm like, no, I don't want any of this. But then I'm like, well, how many times am I wrong? Like a lot. So let me go ahead and put money on it. You know, and then like uh, two weeks later, it, it shot up to where um, I'm dancing around the living room. <laughs> My phone went from like 50,000 to 60,000 in like seconds. And then 70,000, 80,000, I'm showing my wife and she's like, what's going on? And then once it broke a hundred and she, you know, then she starts dancing. So, um, we were doing the ship dance. It was, it was fun. Uh, it wasn't as fun watching it go down because I got, I broke all, I broke a lot of rules that I should not have broken
1: what kind of rules what do you mean you
2: know once it once it really broke the trend i should have i should have got out uh it took me another couple of days before i was i was like that was dumb you know you know it's going down right. um but with crypto it's so hard because there's a 20% variant on any given you can't put tight stops like i normally would in the stock market
1: especially um, on something like that because the spreads are so massive huge
2: right so you you expect things to kind of sway that way and changes are big when it happens. Right. But the number one rule is don't ever put anything you can't afford to lose. Um that way you're you're not going crazy looking at the the price action.
1: Yeah, no that's that's very true. So um so you you your their community is good. Is there anything else you saw uh about them that uh, about the coin or the token that you think has some good potential in the future?
2: Well, what they um, they are building a, a game. They have Shibarium. The nice thing about Shibarium is it's a level two, so it will make the ETH chain even faster. Um, Shib is also a really good international global token um, to where it's been adopted uh by a number of places uh but I- including now payments and now payments is one of those companies that help um convert fiat to a number of other tokens Shib was one of the very first ones that they did um, so if anybody out there wants to be able to uh, accept cur- uh, cryptocurrency you can do a now payments account and kind of get that set up um, but once that had utility, uh, there were, uh, there's a lot of, uh, famous people kind of coming into SHIB or they were at the time. Uh, a lot of people were donating their time, building new utilities. Um, they had a burning radio station to where if you picked songs, you know, they would burn so many SHIB, uh, per song. So it was all about SHIB being a deflationary token and trying to burn what they could. Um, Back then the big thing was, you know, win Robin Hood. But now Robinhood has Shib on it too. So it's a really good entry token. Uh, you know, if you're familiar with uh if you're familiar with Robin uh,
1: So so it's a lot easier to get started with that than say Blue Sparrow, because Blue Sparrow has limited options for acquiring it.
2: Yes, because there you have to go to Uniswap. You have to understand how DeFi works uh, and Ethereum works, um, or you go and you get it straight from the exchange right now at BlueBit, uh, which will, which even that doesn't have it yet until V2 comes out. Um, so Shib is a really good way for people to kind of pay attention, you know, kind of learn their rules um and kind of understand without really investing a whole lot um but then when it starts to run it's going to be one of those tokens that are fun to play with um because once it once those rockets take up on some of those they just they go crazy
1: yeah yeah no the uh the the return on shib was pretty spectacular one of the I would say it was one of the most profitable investments in history. <laughs> I mean, as far as the amount of rise in such a
2: short period of time. Yeah, it was beautiful. It, I mean, it, it, uh, it changed my life, right? It took me from just being an IT person that was interested in government to throwing me inside the cryptocurrency world. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even work for Blue Sparrow if it wasn't for SHIB uh and that shib army kind of uh making me more war- more known in the crypto world so the whole shib experience is really why you know i'm i'm working in crypto today
1: that's pretty amazing uh considering you know you've got a pretty good following in twitter now and you know you see that those that has grown pretty fast because of the massive interest in tw- in uh in shib and uh, that's died down as the market has been dropping. uh, But if we get a, um, you know, we could get another spike again and then the interest could pick up, the contacts could pick
2: up, the opportunities in the industry could continue to increase. Yeah, that's when every tweet I do has a thousand likes. Uh, You'll know Shib's in motion.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and, um, you know, it's pretty, pretty cool that you're working on Blue Sparrow too. So what do you think overall is the the future for crypto. Do you think that this is something that is just getting started? That's going to have a great future. And why do you think that is?
2: Uh, Yes. Um, So in my mind, I see crypto taking over the world. Uh, And I'd like to, as a candidate, I would like our voting system to be on the blockchain, right? That way we can tally and know all the votes of every person uh, not by their name, but by, you know, their wallet addresses. Um, there'll be no secret ballots, no losses. You know, we can run, in fact, our entire government on blockchain Um, and see where all the money goes. So I think everything can eventually be uh, in blockchain, but I think the power of it is going to be uh, making the government smaller and then re- relying things on like DAOs, right? DAOs are the, my, one of my favorite DAOs is Colt right now, uh, Colt.DAO. But you basically have a the top 50 people are responsible for putting together uh, the proposals and everyone else votes, um and in order to be in the top 50, all you have to be is one of the top 50 holders. Um, but it it gives the community a way to use the power of their DAO, uh, in a small controlled environment. This same thing can be applied to how we do our roads, how we do our schools, how we do our local governments. So when you start seeing that and then realize NFTs just aren't graphics. There are our house deeds, our certifications, our diplomas, our report cards, um, our insurance. They're everything. So everything will be uh on the blockchain, accessible to us on our phones, on our various wallets. Um so that's what we're looking at. So everyone inside crypto now is just at the at the Brink. So, if you get involved in a good cryptocurrency, no matter what it is, um, as it gets more and more popular, it's it's going to rise. Just you know, with supply and demand.
1: And so, you're saying with a DAO, it's a type of government system. It's like yes. a crypto government.
2: It's a crypto government.
1: Does is that how uh, Blue Sparrow operates?
2: No, Blue Sparrow is a little different. We go off just the community vote inside of uh, Telegram, and then we'll we'll t- total the votes there. You don't necessarily have to be a holder because a lot of the places we're trying to help uh, wouldn't can't afford to be holders,
1: right? Um, so the the. You know, I don't. I'd have to research it, so I will definitely do so. But the first thing you mentioned was that you have to be a holder. Whoever holds the most gets the highest vote. But it, wouldn't that be just the same as the wealthy people controlling? Well, not identity? the
2: highest vote. They get to put the proposals together. Okay. So what happens is the people that aren't in—they they call it the guardians. So the people who aren't in the guardians will reach out to a guardian um, and try to get a proposal done the guardian will you know work with it it'll all get voted on by the members um but it also um i i I can see where uh if if the guardians didn't want to listen to the members it would be very similar to what we have now yeah i could so I can see that analogy. I will, I will ask Mr. O that question. I'm sure he has it ready for me.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, um, uh, Shannon, thank you so much for being on the show today. I have learned uh, a lot about blue sparrow and some crypto Bitcoin and SHIB. And I appreciate your, uh, you sharing with us. Uh, and, uh, wish you the best on your run for Senate. How can people uh, get in touch with you to find out more about what you're doing and uh, to support your, your work?
2: Well, the easiest way is I'm on Twitter all day, every day. So if you find me on Twitter at Shannon Bray NC, the NC stands for uh, North Carolina. Um, uh, and just, uh, just hit me up there. I try to respond to absolutely absolutely everything, um, I get. So if you have questions, let me know. And if I don't know the answer, I'll find someone who does. Excellent. Well,
1: there you have it. Um, Shannon Bray on Twitter, it's uh, Shannon Bray NC. And if you don't have a Twitter account, you can still read his tweets, uh, cause that's open. You just got to search him. Um, and he also has a website, shannonbray.us you could check that out as well we'll leave them both in the description um but uh thank you again and i really appreciate having you
2: absolutely i enjoyed this
1: all right well that's it for this episode we'll see you guys on the next episode of the how to trade it podcast
0: thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of how to trade it with casey stubbs we hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.